This is Following Jesus into a World in Crisis. I'm Andrew, and together we are exploring how we live as wise and loving neighbors in the wake of COVID-19. Now, we haven't experienced anything quite like this before, but we believe that we can find hope and peace by turning to Jesus. And with his help, we can make peace in a fearful world. Let's get into today's podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of Following Jesus into a World in Crisis. I'm super excited about our conversation today. First off, I hope you are well. We are praying for you. We certainly miss seeing you around the church, but um, know that we are praying for your well-being. And we also just hope that this is a time where you get to slow down and actually enjoy the presence of God. One of the reasons why we're creating all of these podcasts is so that you can start to think more deeply about some of the things that we don't normally have a chance to talk about. And um, that's actually what this conversation is going to be all about. We're talking about worship. Now, we typically worship on Sunday mornings um, to songs and all of that, but there's really so much more to that. So what we want to do today is talk about reclaiming a biblical vision for worship during a ban on large gatherings. So I invited a couple of friends to be here with me. We have Danny. Hey, Danny. Hey, how's it going? Man, Danny is, as you know, is our worship pastor. And I just have to say, dude, you are exactly what our church needs right now. You're such a gift to the church. And the thing that I love most about your worship leading is that you are like a worship pastor for revival because your genuine passion for Jesus, he's taking notes as I'm affirming him, <laughs> your genuine passion. Recording for- a voice memo of all this. <laughs> keep going, keep going. <laughs> no, seriously though, man. Like um, we can laugh about it, of course, but like your genuine passion for Jesus is so inspiring to me. Um, and I just have always believed that what the city of Ben needs now is an authentic, passionate expression of Jesus worship uh worship to jesus and you bring that and so anyways just so glad you're here thank you yeah yeah for sure and glad you're part of the conversation we also have my good friend michael michael hey man how's it going everyone thanks thanks for letting me be on this episode this podcast thing yeah i don't really know what you're doing (laughs) i should have told you before you came what we're doing (laughs) yeah but i'm glad to be here this is great thanks andrew yeah for sure man so michael if you don't know uh, michael watson is one of my uh one of my um best friends from forever ago well we met when i was 19 i think you were maybe a couple years older than that but we met on maui Yes. Yeah, your hair was down to your belly button. Oh, shoot. That's one thing I remember. (laughs) That's right. You knew me back when I had really long hair. And And you you look like your body looked like Johnny Bravo, that cartoon where your chest was just huge, you know, because you were were doing like Olympic swimming or something. Well, I mean, when you met me, I was like probably in my prime. I think I've had to grieve the fact that (laughs) I'm 32 now and I definitely have a dad bod, which I'm ashamed to say. But (laughs) but uh, but yeah, we met and you were like interning at the Bible College that I was going to, Calvary Chapel Bible College, South Maui. And uh, you were sort of like the worship intern. I wore a lot of hats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. (laughs) And you uh, started the college group and everything there, which was really great. So my title had kind of before everything, like it was kind of the worship, kind of the college pastor, kind of, you know, the intern at the, yeah, it was like. eh. So many things. And then you left to go um, start this band. 
above the golden state. Yeah. And, um, I've like followed that and, um, absolutely loved everything you guys did. Yeah. That's it was awesome. Great, man. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So both of you guys have such a really unique sort of vantage point on this conversation of worship, which is why I wanted to bring you into the conversation. Uh, because we, um, again, in the sort of modern Christian Western church, we have this very sort of specific view on worship. So what do you guys, let's kick it around. What do you guys think comes into people's minds when we say the word worship? I mean, music right off the bat. Yeah, right? totally. totally. Um, and then that there's like a band that's playing some of your favorite Hillsong songs. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> and I hope they do this song yeah. that I really like that I heard on the radio. Totally. Uh, but yeah, I think it immediately comes to like to this corporate setting of, of music and yeah, yeah, and being led in that. Yeah. Sure. I think it's intense too. I think that's what I, I feel when I hear that word. It's like this intense emotional experience thing is how yeah. at least what comes to mind, I think, in the culture that we're in today when we think about that word worship. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And so, um, Michael, you've really over the years have helped me think through like what worship really is. And that has a lot to do with some of your story. You are uh, a worship pastor. That's what we call you. You're a worship yeah. pastor by trade, by yeah. vocation. And you've written music and played on worship bands for, I don't know how long, but a really, really long time since before I've known you. Yeah. Um, and you long kinda... enough that the stuff I started playing isn't cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, at least you know it and you're writing some really cool stuff. Wait, you just released some new stuff, didn't you? Oh, we're going there right yeah, now. Yeah, let's plug yeah. it. Let's plug it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cue it up. Press play. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really thankful. Uh, I started a Patreon thing. It's like a crowdfunding thing that allows um, just people to support me financially to make music. I'm always writing songs. Um, so thankful for that. It's it's allowed me to release music like very frequently, like a song every month, basically. Mm -hmm. And then every once in a while, I compile them and release them. So yeah, we have a, a, or I have a new EP that's coming out this Friday. I don't know when people will hear this podcast, but yeah, um, yeah there's tons of music coming out. Oh, that's great. I'm so grateful, yeah. Yeah, I love it, man. No, that's great. Well, we'll definitely give that a, a listen and a download. Yeah, I, I also have some songs that I'm releasing. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're all voice memos, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I could totally send them out to people if you want, 99 cents each. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. No, I can't wait to hear that stuff. Actually, that was one of the first things that we did when we learned that we weren't going to be having gatherings for the next month. Danny kind of looked at me and said, what are we going to do? And I was like, well, first of all, let's start like actually recording some of those songs that you've been working That's on so cool yeah, yeah so we'll get to that but um but so about you know 10 15 years ago that that idea that comes into people's mind about worship it's the songs that we hear on the radio it's the platform sort of musical stuff that we do on sundays typically and then you kind of use that reference that as like being this really sort of an intense biblical word and stuff like that. So that's kind of the image that was in my mind back before we planted Riverbend. But then you kind of told me, Michael, your story of how you kind of went through a sort of a deconstruction of that like typical uh, definition of worship. And then you've kind of slowly methodically reconstructed a, a new, hopefully really biblical vision for worship. So why don't you just tell us a little bit of your story and how that sort of deconstruction started? That's great. Yeah, we're gonna, we'll jump in the the Bill and Ted like time machine, the phone booth, and go back. <laughs> go back ten years. Yeah, so it was twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow. So when I was in high school, um, our church, uh, Applegate Christian Fellowship down 
South um, Oregon, Southern Oregon. They started this, I think it was Friday night at first, or maybe it was Monday night, and you could come out to the church, and a lot of the younger 20-year-old guys were leading worship through music, and just like a modern rock style. And Tony Pilata, right? Tony was a part of this, yeah. (laughs) Okay, he gets a shout out out because he's a part of Riverbend. And I'll describe this experience because I I think it's familiar for a lot of us, Uh, but this was the late 90s, so this was starting to begin a trend and you'd you'd come and the lights would be really low really dark and the band would just rock and it'd be really loud now uh, the lyrics themselves were still like awesome was all the theology was there but it evoked this sense of of what we were experiencing in concerts Mm -hmm. until that point right because because sunday morning worship uh through music would you know all the lights are on sure everybody's smiling yeah 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 people are in collared shirts there's like still hymns probably a part of it in some way yeah 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 yeah, singing some older songs but this was like new and fresh and exciting like okay um and it was really helpful i just remember as a, a as a teenager just being like yeah like the room is dark. Like I don't have to think about people looking at me if I want to raise my hands or get on my knees and just have this like really intense experience with God in my own way. Um, and nobody could hear me. You know, you could, it's, I could yeah, shout and sing as loud turned, as yes. I possibly could. It's turned yeah. way up. Yeah. So, so then in, if I'm hearing you right, the, the thought of worship and an experience were really connected. It was very like, connected. Yeah. yeah. It was all about the feels, as I said, <laughs> the, the feelings that, yeah. that were evoked in that moment. Sure. Um, and, and this would, would only catch on. I mean, this became more and more the norm at churches across the nation. And I would say that's usually what people expect. Sure. Um, sure. So. But I had, I had this very significant paradigm shift for me, and I won't get into the whole story, but um, I was out of, out of high school at this point and was coming back to live at home, and God had kind of revealed to me, um, well, I'll just quote it. It's out of Samuel that, that uh, uh, let's see here. Let me get this right obedience is better than sacrifice. That's what it is. Obedience is better than sacrifice. It's where uh, Samuel confronts Saul about the way Saul was choosing to worship. Yeah, 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 yeah. By sort of doing things out of order and like doing like the things that he wasn't actually asked to do and all that. Yeah, 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 totally. Thank you. You framed that much better than I could have ever dreamed of. (laughs) And I, and I was back with my parents living at home, right? And and I was getting ready to go out to another one of these worship nights. Well, one of my duties, one of like my chores at home was to do the dishes. Right, right. And, and I remember on these nights, I could kind of like sneak out to go to the worship night without doing my chore, you right. know, because it's like, hey, oh, dinner's finished up. But, you know, it's like a 30-minute drive to get out there, so I got to leave early, you know, and I would just skip out of the house without doing dishes. And, and I don't remember where this moment happened, but it was really clear. The Spirit just illuminated Michael, what's going to be more worshipful and pleasing to God is that you stay and, like in this way, be truly obedient to your parents. Right, you know, right, right. But be obedient to the house rules as well and, sure. and do the dishes. And, and it was so clear. It was, it was like, oh, this is going to be more worshipful. As in, like, even if I didn't drive out to the worship mm-hmm, night, you know, mm-hmm. um, this would be more pleasing to God. Wow. And that, and so that would begin the paradigm shift that would develop 
um, years later, more and more, as I kept looking at, okay, wait, what is worship then? Right, right. You know? maybe, right. maybe it isn't this whole experience that I've learned to create and be a part of via music. Right, right. Wow, that's amazing. So Danny, like you come from uh, a, a slightly different background. You grew up down in LA. Your dad is, I love this, a reformed, charismatic Latino pastor. It's like the best combination I can possibly think that's of. That's fire. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's real fire. It's real fire. And you grew up in that church. And by what age were you starting to lead worship on Sundays? Oh, man. To like actually lead, I think I was maybe, I'm so bad with like time and <laughs> depth perception, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but it's like, I want to say I was like 14 or 13. Okay. Like wow. Yeah, awesome. So that was a while ago, but I started playing like piano, like every good pastor's kid, sure, you know, sure. whose dad was like a Southern Baptist or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I had my little Casio and like at eight, nine years old, he's like, you're going to learn how to play piano for me. <laughs> so I <laughs> started, you know, doing all that. So yeah. Oh man. So I've been playing for, and doing that for a long, long time. Oh, that's yeah. great. So are you sort of relating with um, what Michael's saying about, sort of like this whole worship experience um, sort of being really connected. So there's like the the songs that we sing and sort of how we feel as we're singing them as being sort of like an overlapping sort of a value, I guess, in yeah, the contemporary yeah, American totally, church. Yeah, totally. totally. Okay. So, um, okay. So then um, walk us through, Michael, just like, okay, so you have that, you have that very um, like pivotal moment in your story where you're going, oh, wait, maybe I've, Kind of been looking at this word worship a little bit wrong and cleaning the dishes when no one's washing is 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 worship maybe even more than like shredding on guitar or something like yeah that. or yeah. watching tony Pilata shred on guitar <laughs> or that too yeah. yeah 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 totally wow that's amazing oh, i hope tony listens to this two shout outs wow. <laughs> yeah. in one podcast <laughs> <laughs> well but kanye's been getting a lot of plugs in my podcast as well <laughs> oh, lately yeah. okay. we'll fit him in okay yeah totally okay so then um at what point do you start really studying this word worship deeply in the scriptures yeah that's good so um i went and did the whole touring thing in the in the christian band which is oh cra- right yeah. crazy experience big part of your story uh, yeah big part of your story yeah, yeah. and and, and had been getting mentored and being a worship leader um from the commerce mm-hmm. you know phil comer and john mark mm-hmm. um who are both so good at, at inviting people into like the liturgy or the narrative or the you might just call it the story mm-hmm. of how we're going to worship mm-hmm. on Sundays. Yeah. It was yeah. so much about what they said, mm-hmm. not what they sung. Oh, wow. That's so good. So I'm being schooled in all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I go on the road and I, and I come back and I remember having this great sort of experience down at a high school camp in California and just relearning or rediscovering my passion to lead people in worship. And I realized, oh, I, w- I really want to dig into this. So I, I came back to Portland and um, went to Multnomah, started doing a theology degree there. Right. And I would say that was the beginning of me saying, okay, what is worship? And like looking at the word worship in the scripture. Sure, sure. And really trying to wrap my head around, okay, how much of that is music yeah. or not? And, um, it really came to a head probably about four or five years ago. Um, I was in Portland. I was back in Portland. I moved, I moved around a lot. Okay, well, Portland tends <laughs> yeah. to be like a like a spot. Somehow, you yeah, I'll probably end up there again. Who never know? But yeah. um, and I found out that this guy named Stan Campbell was a elder at our church at West Side of Jesus. Church. Right, right, right. And he's the head of the department at Multnomah for mm-hmm. music. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I got to meet with this guy. Yeah. 
and it turned into this great like mentor apprenticeship relationship kind of unofficial you know like he's such a cool guy he would never say let me mentor you (laughs) of course yeah but he was just like hey let's go get some coffee and i just got this book from i think it was daniel bach Uh he's like you want to read through it with me it's all about like what actual worship is and it's a super intense you know you'd only read it doing seminary yeah yeah yeah. real heady oh yeah like the footnotes are bigger than the page sometimes where you're like (laughs) footnote it's like that's half the page Um, and that's where I think things really started to become super clear because before that I'd done a lot of reading that sort of cracked the door open like I mentioned earlier like oh obedience is better than sacrifice or I think I've come here and even taught like Mm -hmm. there's different words that the scriptures use that we keep translating to the English word worship Mm -hmm. and it's just not what they are right wow that's yeah that's amazing so um, let's and I, I didn't mean to skip over that part of your story because that was really formative for you, just being in a context where you were being schooled in worship, but then also sort of popping in and out of Portland and out and uh, um, into like the world of traveling around yes. and singing worship yeah. songs it, on big stages around the country. I would say like it allowed me to get a pulse on the culture of church and worship across our nation. But in like a mental picture was that um, music and worship were almost going in two different directions now. Like I was learning how to be a better musician, songwriter. Sure. Um, but then this whole idea of what is worship and pastoring people in that, it's almost like they're just kind of heading off in different directions and becoming their own things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I value both to this right. day highly, and that's right. that's usually I catch a lot of musicians off guard, yeah. whatever church I'm pastoring at, because I have such a high value huh? for both. Right. Yeah. And, and I want to talk about that too, like, um, like a having a high view of musicianship and like playing well on Sundays and like one day soon, hopefully we're back um, leading um, in our ch- typical ways on Sundays. But I want to talk about that that word though. So you talk about sort of some of that deconstruction that was happening, but then um, what what is that word? I think it's in Deuteron- Deuteronomy chapter ten that sort of talks about the uh, what worship really is and what pure re- worship really is. Yeah, do you, I mean, Deuteronomy 10 is uh, just a favorite spot to go yeah. to. You yeah, could go totally. to a number of different places mm-hmm. in the scripture that give you a more holistic view on what worship is. So, but I mean, to get us there, maybe yeah. the English word worship actually yeah. isn't in your Bible. Sure, yeah. And it, that's a shock Important. statement. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me repeat that. Yeah. The English word worship... Yeah isn't in your Bible. Now, what do I mean by that? Like, okay, you have an English Bible, you see this word, it's right. it's in there. Right. But it, as you know, the Bible wasn't written in English, it was written in Hebrew and in Greek. And there's really not a word that translates directly like our English word worship does. Mm-hmm. You have a bunch of other words like to fear the Lord or mm-hmm. to serve the Lord or right. to bow. And we've right, right. And a lot of times those are get substituted for this, this word worship. Um, so there's one layer, right, right? Right. And so now you have to look at okay, well well then what is worship and then what is music and we can mm-hmm. we can postpone the music talk. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later. Sure. Um and and maybe at the heart of this, I'm going to back up here. Maybe at the heart of this is how do I worship God without music? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if worship is not music, and that word's not even in the scriptures. <laughs> okay, how do I worship God? Yeah. 
And this puts us in the right posture because God doesn't have an ego problem. Right, right. You know, I've I've said in the past, if he wanted, if he had an ego problem, he just wanted to be worshipped for who he is, like, he wouldn't have created humans. He would have created Labradoodles. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Well, he did create Labradoodles, but he would have stopped right there. Yeah. Good. I'm getting all the, like, the the self-fulfilling affirmation I need from this one breed of dog. Yeah. Um, So I struggle with comments like, we are made to worship. Um, because a lot of us, we're made to worship God through music. No, 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 no. Uh, you have to understand worship right. differently. We right. we are, in fact, made to worship, but it looks totally different right, than right, right. what we're thinking. So so that brings us to the point of like, okay, well, what actually pleases God? Like, how can I, how can I worship God that meets his love language? You know, the mm-hmm. book five love languages, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of them? Physical touch, mm-hmm. quality like, time, quality time gifts, yeah, yeah. words of affirmation, yeah, service, service. Yeah, yeah. I think we nailed it. Yeah, it's yeah. only five, right? Yeah, we, yeah, hey, we okay, did. Okay. So, so, so God has a love language. What uh-huh. is that? Right, right, right. And you, uh, like as I said earlier, you could go to a number of different places right, in Scripture right. to kind of figure that out. Uh, one that just kind of became a favorite of mine is Deuteronomy 10, sure. verse 12. Do you want to? Yeah, let's go there. That? Let's take a look at it. This is fun now. Yeah. Um, precursor. I don't have my notes. Like, I'm in the middle of moving right now. So, <laughs> none of this is planned. This is all like impromptu. Yeah. Off the cuff. Yeah. Freestyling here. Okay, so we're in Deuteronomy. This is the end of the Torah. This is actually like a reminder of what God commanded for the Israelites to worship God. Um, And remember, the Israelites are in the wilderness, right? There's tons of unknowns, tons of uncertainty, tons of anxiety, fear. Now we're going into the promised land and we sent spies and yikes, not looking good. So all that, uh, those are the feels right now. Those are the emotions. Sure. But in this summary, it starts off like this. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God ask? So again, Deuteronomy has mm-hmm. all these things like, right. that God is asking. It's yep. like the author hundreds. is just saying, hundreds. yeah, hundreds. Yeah. 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 yeah, the author is just saying, like, l- l- let's break this down for you. I, like, I'm losing everybody's attention. Yeah. Okay, let's yeah. simplify this. W- what does the Lord God ask of you? What is God's love language, right? Um, but, to, but this, and it's five things, uh, to fear the Lord, Second thing, to walk in obedience to him. Third thing, to love him. Fourth, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and soul. It's kind of reminiscent of Shema, your whole being, right? And then the last thing, to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I'm giving you today for your own good. And it actually ends with a question mark. Like, it's so simple. (laughs) Right? These five things. What does the Lord ask of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've used this just as a, uh, you call it, um, like an axiom Mm -hmm. almost for myself Mm -hmm. of worship. So here we are, COVID-19. Right. You know, we're reacting daily right now to all these, yeah, to all these uncertainties. And one of those on our minds is what do we do? How do we worship as a church Mm -hmm. if we cannot gather Mm -hmm. and, and and we're restricted on how we do it via music. Right. My mind just immediately goes here and goes, oh, like this. I, I, can, I can fear the Lord. Yeah. I can walk in obedience to him. I can serve him. I can love him. 
Um, and, and I don't know if you want to break all these things down yeah. really quickly. Yeah. Let's, do, I think let's do it. I mean, you, you took us there, you know, yeah. which was great. So thank <laughs> you so much. Let's talk about that. How do, while we're under self quarantine, while we're not gathering for worship in our typical ways, what does it look like for us to worship in some creative ways? What can we, what can we do? Um, yeah, practically. Yeah. So the first one to fear the Lord, and this is interesting, right? Because it's that word fear yeah. and there's tons of fears going uh-huh. on right now right. leading to anxiety. Mm-hmm. So what does the Bible mean by fear? Because we hear that phrase a lot, right? right. Fear okay. the Lord. What does that mean? Yeah. Um, and the easy substitute would be like to revere the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to think of it as when you come in, <laughs> well, uh, depending on <laughs> if you watch a lot of like medieval movies with knights and kings yeah, or yeah, like yeah. Lord of the Rings type stuff, <laughs> I like to think of coming in the presence of a king. Right. Like you're going to fear that king. It, it's like a healthy fear. There's reverence there um, because that king could decide blessing or curse on right, your life. Right, so totally. There's a humility. Right. Uh, but it definitely ties into this word trust. So for everyone right now, amongst the fears that are being created mm-hmm. by our culture, mm-hmm. will we fear the Lord as in will we trust what's true of God yeah. Yeah. with all those unknowns of tomorrow? Mm-hmm. So that would be the first thing is we can worship God by simply trusting him, mm-hmm. by having a, a good sense of the fear of God. Yeah. Second thing, to walk in obedience to him. Now, for Israel, this was very practical. He was leading them by the cloud, the pillar cloud, yeah. and the fire pillar yeah. by day. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way to look at this. Sure. Like the daily, like guidance. by the second yes. guidance yeah. of God, yeah. are we walking with him? We have the Holy Spirit to lead us so we can lean into that in every moment that the Spirit would help us see things creatively and how we can be compassionate with the people around us. Right. So that's another way we right. can, we oh can love the Lord. And that was the thought I was having too of just like how do we worship him um, and that's just, that is that obedience, that desire to want to obey or that desire to want to seek him. And, you know, because uh, I, something I was reading this morning was uh, Psalms 5-4 that says, for you are not a God who delights in wickedness. And like worship is so much, I think, of like what pleases God. Yeah. You have that heart, you know, to be like, what just honors my king? Yeah. Um, what just brings a smile to his face? What pleases my God? Yeah. And so to just even know that, that he's not a God that delights in wickedness, that means that the way that I want to worship is to just live a life that honors, that pleases him, that is just obedient to him. Wow, that's um, good. And that's just, I think that's just a huge part. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm sure you guys are filling all sorts of content, yeah. con- content yeah. for the context <laughs> well <done. laughs> um, of how we walk in the ways of Jesus yeah, that's right. always, but, uh, you know, right now we're in the fire. So, yeah, that's uh, right. It matters That's all right. the more. Danny, I love what you said, uh, or just just bringing up the Psalms, because yeah. the third thing in here is to love him. Yeah. And for me, I just think my daily time that I spend in relationship yeah. with God is in the scriptures, specifically going through the Psalms. And uh, we were just doing a podcast up in uh-huh. Redmond where yeah. I'm helping Brett pastor a church up there. Redeemer's Church. Yeah, Redeemer's Church. And yeah. we just started reading Psalms, and uh-huh. it's... I mean, the Psalms are written from a culture that's exactly kind of lived where we are right now, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. marginalized and yeah. in fear and not, yeah. you know, lots of unknown. So, yeah. so every Psalm is just like, it's like water to your soul. Yeah. And so I would say that's a great way to worship God right now. If you're not in that routine of mm-hmm. simply waking up, mm-hmm. 
opening up the scriptures, going to the Psalms, mm -hmm. and not just learning how to pray, but allowing the Psalms to pray for you. Like yes. Putting yourself on. into that language. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really easy right now. Easier than ever is what yeah, I'm getting yeah, yeah. at. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and we could literally like go from Psalm to Psalm and just yeah. start reading and be like, oh, that's so good for where we're at right now. That's yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it would feel like. Oh my gosh. We were just um, literally like two hours ago, we were in a Zoom prayer meeting. We're calling Centering Prayer. We do it every single Thursday afternoon. So if you're not connected with that you totally should be um but on yeah so we were praying through psalm 91 and exactly like you as exactly like you said every line was like wow that's so appropriate it's like finding refuge in the lord and then there's there's so much there's so much there which we could spend all our time doing that but towards the end of the the passage it just says um and i love you lord for your loving kindness endures forever and then i just kind of stopped everybody and said hey, what we're going to do is we're going to just like love the lord right now so i want oh, you to tell so him good. tell him that you love him <laughs> tell him how, why you love him and then i there's like a you know that 2 seconds of silence after you finish talking and then someone goes so you just want us to tell jesus we love him <laughs> exactly what we're gonna do right now okay i guess we'll do that you know and it was just so so rich now the other side of what we're saying which i actually really really appreciate is that it also gives us being like the COVID 19 um self-quarantine stuff it helps us to actually deal with our idols a little bit so like yeah. the the other side like the unholy worship that we that we do um like for example digital distraction is a great example there are some like idols of our culture and this it, what a better time than now to really deal with some of that unholy worship and saying you know what that's not actually a part of my life anymore so kind of what if you couple what you guys are saying about spending time in the quiet in the presence of god and you couple that with also putting away the things that are idols in your heart and in your life wow that's just actually this is an amazing opportunity yeah the backstory again, where this is all coming from is Israel being in Egypt where there were gods for every sort of emotion or feeling that right. you had. Yeah. And any problem you had, you could go get your fix from whatever God would fulfill that. Mm -hmm. So it's fascinating. Now they're out in the wilderness and they're going to the actual true living God. Yeah. And it's, uh, he's not the, he did create our emotions and our feelings. <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll get yeah, to yeah. that later. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But he has a very specific way that we actually come to worship him. Right, right. That's great. So, yeah, so the and the last two things here, I'll just hit those really quick. Um, to to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Yeah, to serve. Yeah. To serve is yeah. great, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, um, up at our church when, when it was like, hey, we had to cancel Sunday. Uh, we're like, oh, we gotta, we should renovate our church building. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's great. Uh, but what we saw really quickly is how many people just wanted to jump in. Yeah, that's and right. like, hey, how can we help? How can we help? And I just say this as an encouragement to the church, and hopefully you guys have seen that here at Riverbend yeah. too. It's really nice to see what people are really like, right? Uh, what is it? Lewis, C.S. Lewis says something like. Uh, when you're caught off guard, how you respond is who you really are. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Know, it's when you're not expecting right. it. That's right. And I'm just so thankful that the church has responded in such yeah. a beautiful way. I'm just yeah. like, hey, we want to be involved. We want to be part of a solution. How can we serve? How can we serve other people? So yeah, that's the fourth thing, just serving oh, the Lord. That. I yeah. love that as, like, as an idea of like being caught off guard and like your almost your default mode of operation is to jump in and to serve. That's a beautiful thought. I love that. Yeah. Um, so many different ways you could go with all these things. Uh, the last one, 
to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I'm giving you today for your own good. Now, uh, that one's a little more specific. The Lord's mm -hmm. commands and decrees, you can just go mm -hmm. right to the Ten Commandments. Yeah, that's right. And you could go a lot of different directions with mm -hmm. that. I'm sure, like, like do not murder mm -hmm. would apply to the person who's, like, at the gun store right now, yeah. like, loading yeah. up arms and ammunition yeah, ready right. for the fallout. Yeah, totally. And going out to Alfalfa or wherever they have all their camps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let me steer it down a different path, one that's a, probably really familiar for Riverbend, too. Yeah. Um, obeying the Lord's command to do Sabbath, yeah. to do rest, which is probably on the minds of a lot of people right now. Like, well, I have all this time I didn't have mm -hmm. before, mm -hmm. and I can either fill it with Netflix or whatever show, or I can simply stop, mm -hmm. be still, mm -hmm. accept these limitations. Yeah, I think that's funny too, because it's like people go, I didn't have all this time before, or... Yeah. There are moments where, you know, I stop to think and be like, I did have some of this time. I just never made a priority of this time or this, you know, to stop and to seek God in these moments or like to have a day that's just, you know, set aside. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I'm even thinking about everything that's going on and wondering if that is a way for us to yeah. kind of almost a reset. Sure. Um, in a way to, and not trying to be insensitive to everything else, you know, that's the sure, heavy stuff yeah. that is happening, like, but like in a spiritual sense, a reset to learn how to slow down and to Sabbath and to seek his face again. Um, Psalms 5.3 says, O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. Um, and that's something that I've been just like meditating on uh, during these th this time that we've been having and just being like, man, like when I'm not leading worship on a Sunday morning, um, is it like, cool, well, guess I'm on vacation <laughs> or is it like, do, how am I still worshiping? You know, yeah. like to be able to wake up and be like, no, this is my word that in the morning, God is there like ready to hear my voice. And am I ready to wake up and be like, how's it going, God? You know? And I, I don't know. I just think that's, yeah, that's another thing right there. It's yeah. just to like, even when all this maybe does, um, come to an end and we get back to gathering and all that, that hopefully this is a time that enlightens us in a way that we're just like this can be part of my life and my routine oh, yeah. if we haven't practiced that it wasn't right. just a right. a time for the pandemic and so you know quarantine that's the yeah. time i seek god yeah, yeah 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 but like after yeah. quarantine yeah. it's yeah. like yeah. why don't i incorporate the yes. incorporate this into my life like have a sabbath on yeah. you know on a weekly basis but then every morning that i can say oh lord in the morning you hear my voice like i'm there i'm ready yeah uh, yeah it's just well oh, said gosh yeah, it's like a forced year of jubilee. Yeah, yeah. That's exact, no, that's <laughs> exactly, not to make light of anything, but like, it's like whoa, like yeah, we need to pause. No, in in fact, I'm not sure where this is going to air in in relation to some of the other podcasts, but we also are hosting a conversation about this idea of forced pause. Exactly what you're talking about, Danny. That um, this is actually an opportunity. Our rhythms have been upset to the point where we're not going on as normal. So the breakneck pace that we've been keeping, just it does, it's just not happening. Uh, and so that brings when those things are stripped away. Now, all of a sudden, we hopefully will seize this as an opportunity to slow down our busy hearts and minds and just enjoy the presence of God again. And some of what you're talking about is is so interesting. And uh, you kind of mentioned, alluded to this a second ago, Michael, just that um, in the Old Testament, like when the uh, Israelites did not observe the Sabbath, 
there came a point where God just uh, intervened and actually said, no, 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 we're going to keep the Sabbath. <laughs> and so the, and, and so then the land rested and all of that. And so we, we kind of need these forced pauses. And of course, we're not saying COVID-19 is something that God is doing to us or something like that, but he redeems things that are broken and things that are evil. So this is a really great opportunity. So, so those of you, and I'm one of these people who tends to be um, very type A and always really task oriented and things like that to I move through the world at a really fast pace. So this is an opportunity for me and people like me who are listening to actually say, you know what, I'm incorporating new rhythms into my life so that I never get to the point where I'm so busy, where I'm not enjoying the presence of God again. And I think that's kind of what you're saying. This is a great opportunity to build those new habits into our lives. So you guys, um, uh, we did we cover everything in in Deuteronomy ten or did we? Yeah, that's yeah. it. You yeah. know, and it's uh, it's the list could go on. You know, sure, we didn't talk about like something as simple as giving, right? Right. Totally. Um, like there's a, a new hotel up in Redmond that serves great coffee. And yeah. There's not a lot of those. <laughs> um, but we went in there the last few days and they tried to give me their coffee for free. Yeah. You know, and I was like. No way. Like, not only am I'm I going to buy double. this coffee, yeah. yeah, but I'm going to tip as yeah. well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want you guys to hurt from whatever is going yeah, on. Right. Uh, so I want to I want to give with gratitude. Yeah. Again, the list goes on sure, of ways sure. we can worship sure. without music. But there's a good starting point, yeah, right? It's a, gr- <laughs> it's a great starting point, and I love the creativity there. So before we're done, I do want to talk about mode. So we've been talking in this kind of, we've been, uh, you know, chatting about the scriptures and things like that. But modes like of worship while we're not doing it, it with music we, you you mentioned our super important one i'm really glad you mentioned it michael actually um a lot of what it, um we read in the scripture as worship which gets translated worship is actually like offerings you know and so um so definitely being a being a generous person uh generously giving back to people who are in need is absolutely a form of worship so as you go to your neighbor's house let's say um, and maybe they're in a vulnerable category. You know that they're there. You know that they feel isolated. You're going to go there and maybe give a little extra to them or maybe give up some of what you have as worship to Jesus. It sounds like the type of worship God wants, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That, that's, it's not the ego worship, right. you know. Right, right. It's, it's people that are following his way. And I hope, I hope as you're listening, this validates. Right you because i think a lot of you are already doing this yes that's so right. just connect the dots right you're worshiping yeah, yeah as yeah. you do this yeah, you are you. worshiping there's not a void in your life right now just right. because danny's not serenading you with his voice yeah, you know yeah. um oh man that actually is a void though i felt it, when I said <laughs> it, it. i'm like oh. <laughs> but it's okay we're recording stuff yeah, so yeah. don't worry you'll be fine <laughs> but you can pick up my ep you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um but now let's turn the page. I yeah. think would be a good spot yeah. to go. Okay, but okay, but what about worship through music? Yeah, totally. Because you know, are we that? saying we're down on music? Of course not. So talk no. to us about that. No, yeah. I want to keep my day job. Yeah, yeah let's <laughs> talk right. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, absolutely. So, um, Danny, you mentioned a couple things uh, actually before we hit record that I thought were great, just about declaring the goodness of God, and that's actually one of the things that in musical praise we do, and that's an important thing that we don't ever want to leave out. So could you share with us a little bit about that? And, um, and then, yeah, maybe we can end with some ideas about worship uh, music going forward. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're, we sing these songs, and uh, there's just so many amazing lyrics that we sing on a Sunday morning. Um, 
and I guess sometimes they sound better when you have like a good band behind it, you know, uh-huh. or just shouting them out or yeah. there's a build and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But strip away, you know, all the music and what are you singing and who are you singing mm. to? Yeah. Um, and where do these songs, you know, stem from? What are the scriptures that it stems from? And I think like in these times that, yeah, you can, you know, play some music on your iPhone or, you know, tell Alexa, hey, play that new single by, you know, Hillsong, whatever. Michael Hughes Watson. Oh, Michael Hughes yeah. 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 Watson. Sweet new pop EP coming out on Friday. <laughs> Hit it, Alexa. Keep plugging, plugging it in. Um, you know, you can do all of those, uh, all those things, but even strip that away. And like, if you didn't have, you know, those singles and, and that music and all that, um, where's your worship stemming yeah, from? That's right. And I think in this time of, you know, of, craziness and crisis or whatever you want to call it um i think that's one way that we can worship is to one even just cry out to god like there is going to be conflict there's conflict going on right now and to just be able to run it like the father and let him know that he is the one that we run to and it's his arms that we run to for embrace when we need that shelter and that comfort I don't know if there's anything even more sweeter to yes. to a father, you know, to be able to be like, my children are just seeking and running and calling after yeah. me, not yeah. anyone else, not other things that we, you know, like you were saying, idols or yeah. whatever, or other things that might comfort us momentarily, but like yeah. God. And we say, you know, Lord, hear my voice, hear my cry. Yeah, I'm seeking after you. And so I think to be able to be okay with crying out to God and giving him your fears and your confusion and your questions in this time, I think that's still worship right now to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just need to embrace like our humanity in that, that he is a God who is who listens. The Bible says that uh, he's an ever-present help in time of need. So let him know. And just even in your worry and in your crying out, you're worshiping him. Um, but don't stop there. I think the what follows is from conflict to confidence. Um, and that's just like being able to declare. Yeah where your hope is like now that i've given him my my concerns i can declare in confidence what i know god has said to be true in his word and his promises and how sovereign he is um for example like psalm 8 9 and 10 uh sorry psalms psalm 9 9 and 10 says the lord is a stronghold for the oppressed a stronghold in times of trouble and those who know your name put their trust in you for you O lord have not forsaken those who seek you like to be able to say that, you know, and to just declare that and to spend time in his word and to believe that in your heart and maybe even just read that out loud, you know, and just say, God, this is what you say. This is who you say you are. Um, I think that's worship. If I can read one more, uh, I was reading it this morning. Psalm 27, one says, uh, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Yeah. Um, and with so much fear going on, to be able to yeah. like read that and declare that, even yes. though I don't see it right now, yeah. front, I don't see the right. end of it right now, right. this is my worship, yeah. declaring in confidence where my security lies. Right. Um, so yeah, I think those are even two ways right now, practically, that we can so worship. So good. That's so, it is. It's so good. And I've, as you were saying that, it reminded me that um, when we, you can kind of tell with um, kids when I think about um, God as Father, and that's really how He's coming to us right now. And so, those of you who are particular wrestling with fear and anxiety, this isn't necessarily the point of the podcast, but I, we want to speak to those of you who are wrestling with fear and anxiety for one reason or another. We understand, but God as Father is coming to you, um, and. So you can be confident and you can trust in him. So when ki- you can tell with kids, right? 
when they um, when they have a, a, a mother and a father who are caring for them, you can see it in their confidence. You can or in the, in, in their countenance, you can see that they're loved. You know, and so I think we, as we learn the scriptures, as you just kind of prayed some scriptures or read some scriptures over us, Danny, that we can kind of we can see that we are loved, we are cherished by God, and therefore we can pull, cry out, cast our cares on Him because He cares for us, and then we can walk out of here changed and triumphant and confident people, you know? So that's great. Uh, another thought that I had in terms of like a mode of worship uh, would be like like journaling or writing, creative writing, poetry. Like the scripture talks about singing a new song, you know? And so maybe you wouldn't consider yourself a songwriter. I know I'm in the presence of two great songwriters right now. Um, but, uh, and I've tried my hand at poetry and it didn't go great, but, <laughs> but, uh, in fact, we have a, a sample of that with us now. <laughs> oh, right, Andrew, why don't you have that with you? Thank no? God that we don't. <laughs> um, but, uh, but still though, that, that would be a great practice in, in, in on, on Sunday morning, just, just p- pulling out a journal, a pen, maybe opening your scriptures and just beginning to. Uh, write a new song, write a, 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 a stanza of poetry in praise to the Lord. A lot of, a lot of songs are written that way too. Um, it's just a, that's probably my mode of songwriting actually is coming from that inspired place, whether it's, you know, coming from the Psalms or praying, whatever it is, that's usually what launches me right into the inspiration mm-hmm. of writing song mm-hmm. lyrics. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. That's great. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for being a part of this conversation. I know we could have gone for like several more hours, but for the sake of time, we should probably wrap it. But thank you guys so much for being here and contributing. We got it all? I think we did. That's great. Dope. (laughs) Well, let's end on a word of prayer. So we are practicing social distancing because that is um, the order of the day, and we think it's a good one, but we are not isolated. So if you're feeling like you're isolated, um, reach out to someone in your Riverbend community. Get on a Zoom call with us. We're praying at least four hours this week. Um, There'll be many more opportunities to do that. FaceTime with someone in your community. Um, We are practicing social distancing, but we're not isolated. You're not alone. God is with you, and uh, we are with you too. So, um, Father, we just come before you, and we thank you so much um, that we have this opportunity um, to sort of reclaim a larger vision for worship. Thank you that it's a bigger, broader category than sometimes we've given it. And thank you for women and men in our community, people like Michael and people like Danny, who are just filled with your spirit, anointed by you to lead us into worship. And that doesn't stop because the Sunday music has stopped. Uh, It continues as we worship in our own homes. And so, God, expand our creativity and even our ability to praise you. And we we cry out even now, just right now, we want to enter into a moment of worship uh, where we um, give you praise, God, where we declare your goodness and anchor our trust and our hope in you. So we do that right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.